You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast. Your number one podcast for Florida Gator football. Scared money don't make money. All right, folks, I'm here with Corey Bender from On3.com. A big recruiting weekend here, Florida versus LSU. A big time list of recruits coming into town, prospects, and a lot of kids that are already committed to Florida coming into town, too. But before that, there's supposed to be some commitments tomorrow, Corey. Uh, What's going on with these two commitments that we've been hearing of, and uh, where do you predict them to go? Yeah, so the first one will be Bryce Thornton. He's a four-star safety out of Georgia. Um, He's actually a Georgia legacy. His dad played for the Bulldogs. They offered him early on, but they really haven't been considered a top contender for a while. They had some other guys higher on the board. Uh, But, right, yeah, it's coming on to Florida and Alabama. And Florida's projected to win out, man. I put in a prediction um, about a month, about a month, a month and a half ago, I would say, for Florida. Um, Florida's definitely been the most consistent school um, for the months of this year. A bunch of schools offered to be in the year, Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, Miami, the list goes on. Uh, but it's coming down to the Crimson Tide and Gators. And where I think the, the thing with Thornton is, you know, you have William Piegler who's involved. Um, I mean, you have Billy Napier is personally recruiting him, Patrick Tony. I mean, a lot of a lot of staff members, Jamar Che have really took like uh, you know, really went out of their way for him. He's visited about four or five times as well. So familiarity between both parties is very high. Um, he actually just recently attended his first Florida game early this year as well. So that was kind of like the only thing missing from a Florida standpoint that he hasn't seen. And obviously, I think it was a Kentucky game. Like it might have been a Kentucky game he went to, or it might have been a different one, but um, he loved it. The atmosphere really just blew him away. And right now he's supposed to come in around four o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. And I'm expecting Florida to win out. And Alabama, they're involved too. The only thing with Alabama is they really liked him. He, they had him camp over the summer. They offered him shortly after. And so they saw him in person. They really liked what they saw. The problem is with Alabama, they already have three safeties committed, including the number one in the country, Caleb Down. So it's one of those situations where, you know, Tony Mitchell, who's a former Florida target, you know, he's been kind of flirting at Texas A&M a little bit. If they opened up a spot, I think he'd be a take. And it's nothing against the kid. It's just they have three high-profile safeties committed. So right now they're still recruiting him. Uh, They definitely like him. They want to get an official later this year. But it kind of – Florida was already trending heavily. They've been doing all the right things. But these other schools were kind of in a situation where they kind of filled up early where Florida didn't. So, um, any you know, bearing any last-minute surprises, he's expected to be a Gator tomorrow. Absolutely, man. Uh, what's the other time for – do you know the other time for the other guy? Yeah, so then you have Dijon Johnson, too. Um, you know, All-American out of Tampa Warren, a cornerback, um, former Ohio State commit as well. Mm-hmm. So he'll be committing around 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. So we'll have Thornton at 4 and then Dijon Johnson at 7. Um, the school for Dijon Johnson is Florida, Miami, Ohio State, and I believe the fourth one is USC. Um, his head coach is former USC wide receiver Mike Williams. So that's where that USC um, connection kind of comes in. That that the Trojans really recruit Tampa Warden. You know, considering they have a, you know, they have about two or three blue chip guys. All of them hold offers from the Trojans, but this one's just kind of with Thornton. Not much recruiting drama down the stretch. Um, he visited the Gators during the weekend of Friday Night Lights. Uh, spent multiple days on campus as well. And then earlier in that week, it wasn't really put on record, but supposedly he took like kind of a, another visit under the radar to Florida when he was committed to Ohio State. He kind of didn't want it out at the time. But so, you know, so Florida was kind of always in the picture a little bit. 
And then they really picked up momentum during the weekend of Friday Night Lights. And it was about a day or two after Friday Night Lights. He was there for two days is when he reopened his recruitment. So that was late July. And uh, ever since then, he has visited Florida about three or four times. He's coming back this weekend for the LSU game as well. So Florida's been in the picture heavily since reopening his recruitment. It's the only school that has received a visit since late July. So, you know, there's always a thought maybe he could team back up with the Buckeyes. You know, that was a school he really liked growing up. And USC, obviously, like I mentioned before, there's a whole school connection with his head coach. Uh, Miami was kind of in the picture at one point, especially the weekend of Friday Night Lights. Um, they were kind of on the radar to get a, a visit that following week, but that never happened. So right now, DJ Johnson, he's considered a heavy trend towards Florida. You know, Corey Raymond's involved. Billy Napier speaks with him uh, several times a week as well. And um, it's more, you know, he always kind of told me, I went to one of his games and he said, why not rep your in-state school? You know, SEC school, you know, 90,000 plus fans. And, and then I think the cherry on top, obviously, is Corey Raymond. And you kind of look at you know, his pros and cons list, you know, Florida checks off a lot of boxes there. And so I think right now, yeah, same thing with Thornton, very any late uh, last minute surprises. Um, I'm expecting both of these guys to end up with the orange and blue tomorrow. Good news there because we really need defense if uh, you're no stranger to watching football games this year. So <laughs> definitely good news there. Uh, another guy that is a cornerback, Cormani McLean, said he might visit. Have you heard anything about him visiting? Yeah, so he's one of those kids where he doesn't really publicly announce his visit plans. It's we he's been expected to attend this game for a while. I went to his game when they played Kissimmee Osceola, and he said to he said to all of us when we were there that I'll probably be there for the next home game. And you know, and, and a lot of these kids they don't have Floyd. We we cover Florida, so we kind of know their schedule in and out the top of our heads. But a lot of these kids don't. It's kind of like you look the week of who are they playing. That when he mentioned that that was the Eastern Washington game, so you kind of knew in your head, okay, he's probably not going to go to that game. And then the following week, he was supposed to go to Tuscaloosa for an official. Um, so that obviously fell through. That visit didn't happen. So LSU has always been the game as far uh, circled on the calendar for him and his family for coming back to Gainesville. He's expected in Florida um, until he actually comes out and says, "Hey, you know, I'm going to be there. We're expecting him in, in Gainesville this Saturday." And it's arguably going to be probably the most important trip in this recruitment thus far. And I said that about the Alabama visit before it got canceled. Um, Alabama, I mean, Florida's the school he's most familiar with. You know, a lot of Polk County kids on the on the, on the the roster. And the same type of thing with Dijon Johnson. You have Corey Raymond, who's coaching the quarterbacks. You know, his mother has a great relationship with Raymond. Um, you know, just Florida checks off a lot of boxes. It's just been a school he's visited so many times over the years. You know, there's just he knows everything there. But right. then you also have Alabama, which you can't go wrong with Alabama. I mean, people can sp- – you can be a fan of any school, but you know it's like you can't blame a kid for going with Bama um, if he ultimately wants to, especially in the defensive backfield, you know, where they have pumped out so many NFL defensive backs. But right now I think Florida definitely is trending up for him. And then getting on campus for Florida this weekend and not going to Alabama a week ago, that just kind of really – you know, favors Florida even more, in my opinion. And you also have the NIL situation with a lot of these top kids. And I've heard that, you know, if he did go to Florida, you know, he would, you know, I'm sure he'd be taken care of pretty well, you know, with the whole NIL space. Um, so I think right now it's kind of a wait and see. He initially wanted to announce in December, uh, but it really, it can come at any time. It wouldn't shock me if it came, you know, shortly after this visit or if he waited, hey, I'm going to do an early signing period. But I think if you're a Florida fan, you definitely have to be. Um, confident in where Florida stands right now, but at the same time, cross your fingers a little bit because nothing's really for certain yet. 
Yeah, absolutely. That was the next thing I was going to ask you is when, but now we know. So, uh, yeah, just have to wait for that one, I guess. Uh, be patient, Florida fans. If, if it winds up in our favor, which it looks like it could for the most part right now, just be patient a little bit uh, for Cormani McClain. Now, the, let's get into uh, some of these guys that are supposed to visit uh, this weekend. Elite Edge, Qua Russell, I think I said that right, an elite defensive lineman. James Smith are also visiting. Uh, you know, Florida, they've recruited pretty well on this defensive line here. What's the latest you got on these targets? Yeah, so with those two guys, I think, you know, Florida kind of popped into the picture a little bit late. They're always on the radar for these kids as far as when they had top tens, but they're always towards the back end of those groups. But it was really during the weekend of Friday Night Lights where things got a little bit more serious. They finally got down to campus for an unofficial. They really enjoyed themselves as well. And, you know, the, the main schools for both these kids, they're, they're considered a package deal. You had Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia. A lot of these SEC schools, as expected, with these kids being from the state of Alabama. I think right now, I think – I don't like you mentioned it too. Florida has arguably the best D-line class probably in the country yeah. from a death standpoint. I mean, Sean Spencer's really killed it on the recruiting trail this cycle. You saw John Walker out there. Um, and then having guys like a James Smith, I mean, Florida's, you know, Florida's going to recruit these kids, um, but they're also not worried from what I've been told, too. It's, hey, if these guys want in and we get them, holy crap, wow, because that's a massive pull. But they're also not going to um, – they're not getting overly confident because they know it is somewhat of an uphill battle. I would say Alabama's probably trending for both those guys right now if they had to make a decision today. Um, James Smith is a little bit more of the well-reserved out of the group. He doesn't really reveal a whole lot in interviews. Kind of just, you know, a very quiet kid. Where Russo has been more outspoken about Florida, been really high in them. Mike is relationship with Mike Peterson. And you listen to Russo talk, you're like, man, Florida really has a chance here. But then you got to circle back knowing, hey, they're a package deal. And, you know, Alabama, they've been involved from the jumps, you know. So it, it's funny. I think Florida could ultimately finish second here just based off – I mean, obviously – Fans want Florida to win out, but being realistic, you know, if Auburn goes through a coaching change and then Georgia's kind of been in the mix, they're there. But if they have a great visit this weekend, I can see I can see Florida finishing second for them. And I think people would have been like laughed at that a few months ago if I said that because they really weren't mentioned that much. So we'll see. I mean, anything can happen on a visit. I mean, maybe they're blown away and wow, Florida has a big victory and then Florida surges up to the top, but. Florida says, yeah, they're going to roll the red carpet, do what they can to get these kids impressed and hopefully reel them in. But at the same time, they're, they're not really holding their breath about it. They're just going to see how everything goes. And either way, Florida has recruited very well on the edge and along the D-line as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm kind of thinking the same way, man. Even if Florida was not to pull those guys, Florida did very well at defensive line already. So you can't really be upset with that. Um, Xavier McLeod. Yeah. South Carolina commit, he's also attending the game. Do you see his commitment to South Carolina being pretty solid, or do you see him, like, shopping around a little bit? Yeah, I, I, it's kind of funny. I mean, I think it's solid, but at the same time, shop around a little bit. He is a South Carolina kid. Um, but even yeah. before he committed, Gamecocks received so many visits, and he was going to take his officials. He went to LSU and Michigan for officials and went to Florida, had a really good visit back earlier in the year. But he always kept looking at it, and they always say track the visits and recruiting, you know, follow the visits. And South Carolina always was getting him on campus. It was just that familiarity. And the familiarity was strong. And, you know, they just beat Kentucky, and obviously they're, they're been kind of underwhelming at times this year. You know, I mean, I thought they were recruiting really well. And during the summer, there was so much buzz with South Carolina recruiting just based off the guys they're getting. And, you know, sometimes they hope that carries into the season. So, obviously, I think – 
his commitment is still solid, but Florida was always one of those schools that they raved about. Um, you know, Spencer used to tell him, hey, you're an NFL-type guy. If you if I let me coach you, I see a big ceiling. Like, you know, you have a high ceiling. Um, he loved, obviously, campus. And, you know, he met with so many coaches when he was here. Joe Hamilton, one of the recruiting staffers, has a great relationship with him. So if, if he was to flip, you would think Florida would be kind of towards the top of that list. You know, Michigan LSU, they already got officials, and they got unofficial too. So those are the kind of the schools you still want to keep an eye on. I think right now it's hard to gauge just because he's kind of been off the radar a little bit since committing. But I think I, I'm, you know at the end of Saturday we should have a good 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 feeling for where Florida and, uh, and him stand as far as that a potential partnership. So yeah, right now I think I, I would say I, I chalk it up as kind of a wait and see, you know, until this visit's over. Yeah, wait and see uh, until February, I guess, in that situation. Uh, no, another guy that I've found quite interesting here, Georgia Tech transfer Demetrius Knight is also visiting this weekend. Uh, pretty interesting front there. Uh, what's the latest on him? Yeah, so w- with his situation, you know, Jay Bateman followed him on Twitter, and then you know, you, have, you have another uh, director of college personnel. I think it's Bert, is it Bird Cheryl, I think his name is. He's like the director of college personnel for Florida. They have somebody – staff members i'm trying to make sure i have the right title uh but yeah he's the one that's been speaking with him and more i i told people this on our board too it's more of an introductory type of visit they just want to meet him kind of you know you know kind of gauge his interest and kind of find out more about the kid and i wouldn't chalk it up as anything too serious now and i i had the response from a lot of Ford fans or hey if this kid couldn't see the field at georgia tech why are we pushing for him at florida well i know from what i've heard the kid's a really smart kid a leader type um, really good special teams player from what a few people in Atlanta told me. But you just never know. His, his background is pretty interesting. He signed with Georgia Tech as a quarterback when Paul Johnson was there right before he left. Um, he was going to be a quarterback there. And then once you know the new coaching staff came in, they moved him to defense, the linebacker. So he's still somewhat of a raw um, athlete. Good size, though, good frame from what I've seen. Um, it, he could be a, a preferred walk-on type of player. Um, you never know with some of these schools. Maybe Florida offers him scholarship. It's just – I don't think we're going to find out a ton on this visit as far as the, the real strong interest. It's kind of come down, let's meet, let's talk a little bit, and maybe he goes back for a second visit. But, yeah, I wouldn't say it's anything too serious right now. It's more of an introductory type of visit. Yeah, I just noticed that was quite interesting, just looking down kind of the list of people. Um, now, I, I kind of want to get into this 2024. Uh, I mean, this this class, obviously, it's headlined by quarterback target DJ Lagway. You know, he's A&M's been a big time school in his commitment as well, or his, you know, recruitment, not commitment, but recruitment. I know it's early, but, you know, what's your lead on DJ Lagway right now as of this moment? Yeah, I would say Florida's in the top two, top three range. Um, A&M, you know, they've struggled at times, obviously, throughout the year. Um, there's a lot of familiarity there in college station. And even if with Jimbo Fisher and his contract, and say if they, for some reason, did part ways with him, they're going to get another really big coach. And, you know, Texas A&M is always going to have a good atmosphere, and you know, usually they have a good season, you know, year in and year out. So, you still can't um, write them off of Gladway. You know, there's a lot of familiarity. He's visited there a countless amount of times. Um, you got Florida in there. You got Clemson. Um, LSU has got my campus, but I would say A&M and Florida have probably been the most consistent. They've gotten several visits this year alone. I think this will be Gladway's third or fourth visit, his second in-season visit. Um, he's very high in Coach Napier and Coach Ryan O'Hara. Um, really likes the way they use AR, at least in the games he went to early on in the season when he was having a lot of success. And 
Yeah, I, I definitely say Florida's pushing all the right buttons. I talked to his um, Labway's father quite a bit as well. And uh, they're very high in Florida as a whole, not just football, but academics and the total package. So um, it's one of those things. I mean, I would say Florida just keep doing what you're doing. Honestly, I mean, they're getting them on campus twice, you know, out of the state of Texas to come in uh, during the season. Arkansas is another school they got a visit recently. He's, he's really been to a lot of schools this year. So um, I think Florida, I would say they're kind of in the top two range, though, with – um, with Texas A&M, worst case scenario, I'd probably say top three. So um, you're definitely, I think once the season's over, keep getting him on campus. And the plan for him was to take officials in April, take his officials in the spring, knock them out, wait. And you can do that. Now, a lot of kids will do them in the summer and the fall, but you can actually take them in the spring. And he's hoping to kind of do that and then eventually pick a school shortly thereafter. That way he can be the face of the class and start recruiting for that team and really try to put together a special class. So that's like his overall plan, his blueprint, you know, for the recruiting process. Yeah, absolutely. Two, uh, two actual elite recruits already in the 2024 class, uh, Florida getting off to a good start there. Um, is there any other prospects Florida should keep their eyes on uh, that's visiting any kind of Florida fans uh, visiting this weekend that we should keep our eyes on? Yeah, I mean, there's a few of them, man. I, I think overall, like I, I mentioned his name quite a bit, Kendall Jackson out of Buckholz High School, um, a defensive lineman. He's kind of been adamant about being like, hey, I'm open, I'm open. But, you know, Florida was a dream school there. His mom went to school there. He's had a really good junior year. Florida really likes this kid a lot, uh, especially Coach Spencer from what I was told. Um, I think he'll definitely be a, a four-star kid in the next update, you know, a top 250 type of guy, 300. Um, he's the guy I'm always keeping an eye on. He's been in almost every Florida game this year. Um, and then also you have guys like Elijah Rushing. He's George Rushing, the former tight end, his son. He lives all the way out in Arizona, but his, his brother Cruz is a walk-on DB at Florida. So you have the heavy Florida connections right there. And maybe he doesn't shut it down this early, but, you know, that's one kid I'm definitely keeping an eye on, especially in an atmosphere like that, saying, hey, you know, him and his brother are very close, by the way, really close. And it's one of those things, hey, my brother's here, my dad here. You know, why not just pull the trigger and let me try to recruit, you know, Florida for this class? So, I and I, I said this to a few people this this visitors list for the game is really good, but we've had some kids cancel because of like, um, you know, like their game got rescheduled for a Saturday or like one school, um, in, in Georgia, we have Buford High School. They had they had, they were supposed to get the number one safety in the country for the 24 class, KJ Bolden on campus, and a few others, but their homecoming got rescheduled for this weekend. So. There's some late scratches to the list. Um, it's a heavy underclassman list. When you look at the, the seniors, it's a lot of the commits. You know, you have Dijon, who more likely, in our opinion, will be committed by the time he takes a visit. Um, and a lot of the other guys, like John Walker, if he does visit, he's one I'll be keeping an eye on. He's more 50-50 right now. He hasn't really said if he's visiting or not, so we're keeping tabs on that. Uh, but right now, I would say a lot of the guys – Actually, one other one I'll mention too, uh, Dave, is Jarvis Boatwright. Um, he's a safety in the 2024 class from Clearwater yeah. down here in the Tampa area. I was told, I mean, Florida was his dream school. He's a Florida fanatic, four star safety, really productive. Um, and I know Florida really, really likes him. He's a guy where he's a kind of like a back end of the on 300 type who could really rise in the rankings. Doesn't really, not on social media much. So maybe some fans aren't accustomed to him much, but Florida really likes this kid and really wants him in the class. And, you never know. If he goes to the game, which I've told he's expected to, you never know. I can see him popping. I put in a prediction for him about three weeks ago. 
All right. Yeah, that's that's absolutely good news to hear. Um, I know I'm going to get this question asked a thousand times. But before I ask this question, um, I noticed a lot and probably just about the whole class that's already committed is visiting for this game as well. Uh, you you do this all the time. You see it all the time. How does it bode well for Florida to have all these commits that are already committed to the University of Florida in these kids ears? Yeah, I think obviously, like you said, it's just from the recruiting standpoint, it's big. But I think it's also too the bring uh, build that continuity between each other, you know, amongst each other. You know, they're really getting used to each other. A lot of these kids are from Florida, but they only see each other when they visit. So it's really trying. I know a lot of them are in group texting, um, and they're really starting to get to know each other. But I think just even without recruiting, trying to get these kids used to each other, and there's some kids that are still going to take other visits. You know, I was talking to. Uh, uh, Isaiah Nixon, the, the edge commit, you know, out here in St. Pete, he's supposed to take an official to USC at some point. And, you know, when you're kind of with these guys in a swamp, a crazy atmosphere, you have that brotherhood kind of forming. Maybe it makes a guy like that think, say, you know what, you know, USC, that'll be fun. But, you know, this is where my heart is. I'm going to stay with Florida and I'm not going to take these other visits. So I think it's good from that aspect as well, really just trying to sell these kids down and really solidify, okay, this is why I picked Florida. This atmosphere from the LSU game, this is why I envisioned myself picking Florida was really game opportunities like this on the biggest stage. Um, but they're also recruiting, like you said. There's the DJ Lagways in town, Kermani McClain especially. He knows a lot of these, these kids are committed. Um, obviously, the Gervon Dexter's a lot of the Polk County kids obviously are in this year as well. So you kind of wrap that all up in the one. And, you know, it just kind of gives Kermani that home-like feel once again. It reminds them, okay, you know, Alabama's Alabama, but – you know, Florida is home for me. You know, Florida is at home away from home where I know I'm going to be comfortable and I know people. So I think it's having all these kids in attendance, it helps for a, a variety of different reasons. Um, and, yeah, like you said, just kind of for a game like this, you can't blame them either. This has been the game circled on the calendar from a recruiting standpoint, you know, since, um, since the beginning of this year. Yeah, it's no matter where they're ranked, this is always a big game every single year. And as I said, and I said it on another podcast, I said, man, it just seems like every time it's a close game, LSU usually has the edge, except for a few years. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if this year maybe Florida can pull out a victory. Maybe it impresses some of the kids there. Uh, and I said I was going to get this asked a thousand times, um, but I'll ask you. So nobody asked me a thousand times. Do you think anybody will commit this weekend during or after the game? I'm going to say, as of right now, um, I'm going to say no. And I'm going to say if there is a commitment, it's going to be from an underclassman who, you know, Florida men have been leading and they're in a good spot, but it's like, okay, that was a chair on top. I'm doing it. I'm in the moment. That's where I'm going. But when you look at, like, the guys like a lagway, I don't see him committing regardless of what the game is. He's, he's a very – educated smart kid treats us like a business so i think a lot of these kids know hey i might be extremely excited this is amazing but you know they they go home and let those feelings wear off and really kind of settle back down before making a life-changing decision um and the same thing with like with Cormani. i mean Cormani, i mean there's he could commit at any time if he committed this weekend i don't think it would be because of game if he did commit this weekend it'd be he's going up there with the intention of committing so, hey, it's my last visit. I'm going to go up there. And if he did commit, I think it would be like a before-the-game type thing. Um, yeah, I mean, like going up, like it's kind of like planned. I'm going to go up there, see the staff, and I'm going to pop it, and then I'm going to make this start the weekend off that way. I don't see – but from that standpoint, yeah, I, I, I see it more 
Florida moving up the list for a lot of these kids. But you never know, 2024 to 2025s, you'll see kids commit where like, oh, I knew he liked Florida, but dang, I didn't know he was that close. Or like, hey, he never named Florida's leader, but it's like Chauncey Bowens, right? So I've talked to Chauncey yeah. a lot in recent months, and Florida was always like in a really good spot for him. He never would kind of go on record saying Florida's the leader, but I kind of hit myself on that one because I was for so long, I was, I was going to put in a prediction for him because like, man, just they're, they're getting all the business. It's just consistent. And I liked this film, and they offered a lot of running backs. I'm like, but are they ready to take him yet? Is, is my eye tricking me? Because I watched this film. I'm like, damn, this kid's really good. He's fluid. He's big. He really he's like, he really picks up momentum. I just love this highlight film. And it's funny. He committed, and I was like, dang, man, I knew I should have trusted my heart with that one and put in a prediction because I've been monitoring him really closely. So it's kind of stuff like that where you know a guy likes Florida, but not to the point they've named them a leader and they're like, hey, this is enough for me. I'm committing. So yeah, I'm expecting an underclassman if a kid does pop. Yeah, uh, recruiting is uh, – you can try to predict recruiting, but it's really, really unpredictable at times, man. There's there's times where I've seen 100% crystal balls for a recruit and he winds up somewhere else. <laughs> so yeah, just, no, it's, That's how it is, man, most of the time. It's like – it's tough. Like it was Avante Williams a few years ago. He came down to Florida and Miami. I think all like I was at Rivals at the time, but everyone from Rivals to two four seven all had predictions for Florida, and it was like fifteen to nothing. And the kid pulled out a Canes hat and put it on, and I was like, literally, I was like, I, like it was one of the one times I was watching it live, and I was like, oh my god, he did it! He picked Miami, and I kept hearing with whispers like, dude, don't don't rule out the Canes here, man. Like he loves Ed Reed as a kid, and the kid just kind of like just fluked everyone and puts his Canes hat on. In a way, I was, like, laughing at him. I was like, wow, that actually literally, like, I almost applauded him. I was like, he's the one kid that beat the system. And then like, no one thought it was going to happen. And everyone went with Florida, including myself, and he did it. So you never know, though. It's tough. Like you said, though, it's, there's times where a kid, a kid will be. People always say, well, a kid beat the crystal ball or the prediction machine. It's not often. Usually it's pretty accurate. But we'll see, though, man. You never know. Yeah, that was the awful Florida birthday cake commitment. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I remember that picture. Uh, do you expect any more players to be added to this visitor list this weekend? Yeah, I mean, there's a few. I mean, John Walker, I have his 50-50 right now. He, he's still deciding. Initially, he was thinking about taking an official, but I know Florida, from what a source told me, prefers that you know, him taking later in the season where it's not a game early December where they can really just be by his side the whole time and really roll out the carpet and try to seal the deal um, closer to side day with that probably being two, two weeks down the road. You know, John Walker's one. Keon Keeley, I mean, it's a very up, I mean, it's a very long shot, in my opinion. I know the family wanted to officially visit for the Kentucky game, but Napier and the staff were kind of. And I kind of respect them, man. They have their plan, their blueprint. Like, usually a lot of coaches will kind of, under pressure, change their plan just for a kid ranked that high. And they stuck by the word saying, no, we're just going to do a physical for the LSU game or after the season. And the family wanted to do it from what I was told for the Kentucky game. And and now you kind of look at it, It's and everyone thought, well, hey, no, they'll just schedule for the LSU game. And the mom and I know, you know, I talked to the mom and from people close to Keeley, they were – the Berkeley Prep's very structured. He's the team captain. They have film on Saturdays. It's not easy for him to break away at times from that. He was a really, really good kid. And I, I heard that weeks ago, and here we are. I don't think he's going to visit. I think he might be done visiting, honestly. I think 
a decision not that far off. And I think Florida finish is third for him. I think it's going to be Alabama or Ohio State. Probably Alabama right now. They got the most recent visit. They are uh, trending when he's been to Notre Dame a little bit too. Ohio State got multiple visits last month, and you thought they were going to be the leader at one point. But as of today, I see Alabama one, Ohio State two, Florida three. And I think um, – and the moms told me this before. Hey, we've been there so many times, Florida, that there's nothing we really haven't seen. Like, we don't need to get back there type thing. But – if you're Florida, you kind of like, oh man, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> you know, that's the way I take it. You know, like, okay, w- wish we would have got an official from the kid, but we'll see. Maybe he gets a, maybe that changes late in the week and he takes an official. But those are the two guys, John Walker and him. Those are the two I'm keeping an eye on. Um, Kermit McLean, like I told you before, he's a likely attending. Um, so we kind of already have him on the list. And I think right now that's pretty much it. If there is a additions, maybe like a Jordan Hall out of Jacksonville. You know, he he's a kid doesn't speak with the media often. Kind of doesn't like his plans getting out beforehand. You'll just see him roll up to the swamp. You know, he'll be like he'll try to sneak in, but when we see him, he's so he's so damn big. We see him every time when he sneaks in the back door. But he's a kid we're kind of keeping an eye on, but nothing confirmed. So that's really about it, man. I think most of it's gonna be a lot of heavy underclassmen with Cromani McLean highlighting the 2023 class. Yeah, real quick, uh Jakeem Jackson visiting Kentucky. Any smoke to that? Yeah, no, he he's we're the first ones to put that out like about a month ago, and uh, I got a lot of crap. People are like, "Wait, what? He's going to Kentucky?" I'm like, "Hey, man, like <laughs> the kid's been on record with me on multiple times saying, hey, like I'm locking him with Florida, but I'm still listening to other schools. I'm not not picking up my phone. I'm talking to Miami. I'm talking to Bama, Georgia. I'm talking to schools. Yeah. Um, and, and I asked him, are you going to take other officials? He's like, I might – this is probably like August. Yeah, I might do Kentucky. You know, my brother walked down there for track, so it's like – to me, a lot of people like freaked out this week. I mean, this I mean, this has been in the works for a long time. Like, it's nothing, not a surprise, really. Um, so, you know, I, and a lot of people say it's just to visit his brother. I, I kind of, if I wouldn't rule out a flip, I really wouldn't. I think he's locked in with Florida, but we're, I w- it wouldn't shock me at all. Honestly, he does have interest in Kentucky. I mean, I know Kentucky, like his view is a basketball school, especially when you view it in Florida's eyes. But I think anyone would be lying if they didn't see him like. Kentucky's picked it up on the field in recent years with Stoops and like defense. They put out some draft picks. I mean, they played fairly well for the most part. I mean, shit, they beat Florida this year. So, I mean, I, I you can't rule it out. I mean, I, especially with your brother up in Lexington itself. So, he's a very kind of quiet, quiet kid, too. He's not like a kid that's like, oh, I need to go to Alabama. I need to go to like, he's one of those kids where he could have all these offers. And like, you see, you know, those kids have like all the big SEC offers, but you see him commit to Michigan State. And Michigan State, I'm from Michigan, but, like, yeah, I mean, it's just a different vibe. He's one of those kids, so it's like I don't think he – like the Corey Raymond effect is really big with him, thankfully, for Florida fans. Like Kevin Corey Raymond's always been a huge thing for him. Obviously, you know, he's recruiting John Walker to Florida, but you just never know, man. You know, you really can't rule out a flip. I'm leaning towards him staying with Florida, but if he somehow announced him from Kentucky, it wouldn't shock me whatsoever. It really wouldn't. Yeah, uh, if he were to leave, if we were to pull Dijon and Cormani, I don't think I'd be too upset anyway. But, uh, of course, you still want to keep him in there. He's been a pretty high riser in the rankings as far as, uh, you know, rankings and him starting out goes. He's now in, I think, what, on three? Isn't he out, like, in the 150s or so? Yeah, so that's a consensus. Um, so he wrote he, – he's one of the biggest risers regardless today. They had a 247, I believe, up in the rankings, which alters the on three consensus since it's the four – recruiting websites just like the overall ranking the average yeah so he wrote i think it was 19 spots 
Um, and so, yeah, like you said, like, I think 155 is where he's at. And a lot of people don't – well, some people know this, but a lot of people probably don't know. He's only been playing corner really for one year. He was a receiver last year and then switched to corner late in the year. He still has some untapped potential. And it's funny. You saw, we saw him against Lakeland, and, man, he had two lengthy touchdowns, one over Kermani. And, like, he, he's a playmaker with the ball in his hands. But, yeah, I know I like him. I mean, he's definitely – I think he's going to continue to rise too. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's in the Under Armour game. Um, Florida has like, man, by the time it's all said and done, they're going to have like eight or nine commits playing that week. So he's one of those guys, you put him on the national stage during the week of evals when they do the rankings. You can see that kid easily, if he has a good week, going into like the top 50. Yeah, it's pretty so, nice to uh, to know that we can watch an Under Armour uh, game and have commits that are actually playing in that game. <laughs> Yeah, like Dijon and Kermani, that's not even counting. Like, if they if somehow Florida gets both of them, you know, I think you're at nine commits in the game. And then for the All-American Bowl in San Antonio, you have Treyon Webb um, playing. And I think Jordan Hall is the only legit target in the game. So it's very Under Armour, um, favorite towards the Under Armour game. And like you said, it's in Orlando, man. A lot of the fans can go watch it. So I'm going to be out there all week scouting, taking pictures, doing evals of them in practice. So it's going to be a fun week, man. I'm excited to get out there and uh, – yeah, we'll see. I think Jakeem could be one of those guys that could really rise throughout the week in the rankings. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to get down there for Florida LSU week. Big week, big game, big visitor list. Corey, thank you for joining me on Getting Swamped once again. One of the best in the game right now, Corey Bender from On3. What do you guys got coming up for us at On3? Yeah, so right now, man, um, we're running a pretty good promo. It's um, $10 for 12 months of coverage, so that's obviously a no-brainer. That's a very 90% off, so... That's a really good one we have. And then $1 for one month just to kind of get people in the door during a busy time to see if they like the product. And like you said, no feelings are hurt. If not, you know, we're just trying to, like any business, trying to grow and do our best and try to put out the best content we can. So, yeah, a lot of good promotions right now at Gators Online. Um, obviously, tons of recruiting content this weekend, tons of team content from Nick and Zach. And, um, yeah, like I said, we're about to get into that recruiting time. I wish we had that Dan Mullen video to pop up right now just out of the corner. I don't know if you can add that when you actually upload this. Like that video just pops up after I say that. But, um, but yeah, it's about to be recruiting time. And um, yeah, Under Armour, it's going to be and then obviously the All American games, which I'm really excited about. So if you're a Florida fan, right now is the best time to tune in. You know, I got all them Dan Mullen videos on my phone, man. You know, yeah, I keep a collection of those. Yeah, no, I was going to say you should just like somehow on this, whenever, if you do upload it, just have that pop in real quick. But like, we'll talk about that recruiting. <laughs> I'll see what I can do, man. I'll have to throw on my video editor for that one. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. I appreciate having you on, man. I really do. It's always good talking to you. Yeah, good talking to you, man. And we'll have to catch up later on during uh, National Early and National Signing Day. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm definitely down for it. Anytime you want me on, I'm always here. All right, Corey Bender, senior writer there for On3, one of the best in the game. Thank you for joining me on Getting Swamp, Corey.